Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joins us. Okay, we know JJ's a better quarterback. Uh, you have Big Ten schedule coming at you right after UConn. If you get a lead, why would you play any starters longer than you have to on Saturday? Yes, it's a great question. Um, you know, you got to strike that balance between getting your guys reps and getting them in a rhythm going into that Big Ten opener against Maryland and not getting anyone hurt. We even saw it on Saturday night with just in the second quarter. So, you know, you obviously don't blame Michigan for having Donovan Edwards, who's not even your starting running back in. But he got banged up a little bit, uh, looked like maybe an ankle, and didn't come back in the second half. So um, it's kind of that it's that risk that you got to be willing to take to an extent. But, yeah, if you have a 40-something point lead, I think it's probably for the best to maybe just give those guys a little extra rep, you know, a few extra reps in practice rather, you know, where you can control the environment rather than in a game because you don't want to risk anything. Um, you know, you would look dumb if you had guys in, you know, when you're up 50 points late in the third or in the fourth quarter and if somebody went down. So um, they'll be fresh. I'll say that going into the Big Ten season for sure. Clayton Safey is joining us, checking in from the Wolverine.com. So uh, outside of J.J. and Cade and the separation that was visible against inferior opponents, uh, what else has been learned through the first two games and we'll see on Saturday against UConn that will prepare Michigan for their Big Ten schedule? Yeah, I mean, things look pretty good, but as you said, it's that light schedule, so everything's in that context, and it's hard to tell exactly what things are. I mean, you know, I thought the defense looked really good in that first game, but then you watch Colorado State and look at their box score from last week against Middle Tennessee in a 15-point loss. They allowed nine sacks, so Michigan's seven sacks against them doesn't look as impressive. You know, still a big number and everything, but... Uh, it's something to watch, and I think you know, look at digging through some of the numbers over you know for the first two weeks, Michigan is getting pressure with just four rushers, uh, only 21 percent of the time, uh, which ranks 105th in the country, and that's against light competition. So I still think they're unproven when it comes to rushing the passer without blitzing. It's something I've watched uh, and will continue to going forward. But I mean, the offense is kind of what you expected, other than you know maybe we didn't expect JJ McCarthy to take over the job this early. Uh, the offensive line looks pretty good. You've had a few lapses in pass protection. Uh, you have you know, plenty of weapons at the wide receiver and tight end spot. And really, they haven't used them all that much other than a few of those throws by J.J. McCarthy on Saturday night. Uh, we'll continue to see that as they you know, open up the offense. It's been pretty vanilla so far. So you've learned a little bit. You, know, you see you know, the effort this team plays with, I think, has been really, really impressive. Um, how connected they look, you know, especially when they could have been distracted coming in after a lightning delay. Uh, you know, they came out from those first few snaps against Hawaii and looked really fast and dominant. Obviously, Hawaii's a terrible team, but there's some things that I think will translate over. Who's been the MVP through two games for Michigan? It's a great question. Um, nobody's done anything amazing. I mean, you would probably say J.J. McCarthy, given the position and just how decisively he won the quarterback battle, the only negative with what happened with the quarterbacks the first couple of weeks was just that Cade McNamara didn't look uh, very good at all, really, you know, through two games, and he looked a little rattled. Maybe the pressure got to him, and once he started struggling and missed a couple throws, you know, then it looked like he, he was kind of pressing a little bit and almost realized uh, the look on his face uh, that, you know, he was probably going to lose the job. Um but I'd say J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum has looked really good in limited action. 
Um, I think, you know, you, you look at Roman Wilson, who actually, he, he probably would be it. Four touches, three touchdowns, one rushing, two receiving. So pretty impressive there. Um, defensively, it's been a lot of different guys, not one guy standing out, Junior Colson maybe at the linebacker spot. Um, there are some candidates, but, you know, again, the starters last week played, what, 20, 25 snaps? So it's hard to give it to one guy. They've played over 90 guys in both games. So it's, uh, it's hard to pinpoint one guy, but you've seen some good performances. Behind the scenes at Schembechler Hall, on and off the practice field, what are you hearing about this J.J. McCarthy supplanting Cade McNamara? Um, I, I think it's two different things. One, there's a ton of excitement about what J.J. McCarthy can bring to the offense uh, and the entire team as the quarterback. We saw it on display the first couple of weeks. Uh, again, in the context of the, you know, very easy games against Colorado State and Hawaii, but he still did. You know, not every quarterback in the country would go out and do what he did against those two teams, especially what he did in his first start. So there's a lot of excitement about that. And then the second thing is, I mean, Cade McNamara is still a captain. He's still going to have a role on this team. We talked about his confidence waning a little bit in these first couple weeks, and they've got to get that back. Uh, you know, he's he's one play away from playing. And, in, in, you know, honestly, J.J. McCarthy is – still extremely unproven so when you go to Iowa who has no offense but is still a really good defensive team uh, when you play Michigan State or Penn State you know something could happen or you know he could go out for a drive and you're going to need Cade McNamara if you want to repeat as Big Ten champions you might need him uh, to come back in so I think that's another you know you know not a huge concern but something that they want to get done is get his confidence back make sure that he stays you know with his spirits high um, so it's kind of two things. There's an excitement, but there's also a little bit of, you know, hey, Cade McNamara is still a captain. He still has a role on this team. And, you know, you got to make sure he's ready to go if he's needed to. His name is Clayton Safey, the Wolverine.com, part of the On3.com team is his base. Uh, game day, in season, out of season, everything you need when it comes to Michigan football and University of Michigan athletics. So uh, it's Hawaii, it's Colorado State, it's going to be UConn Saturday. It's really tough to look at Michigan and the rest of the Big Ten. But are there teams that concern you more now in the Big Ten than they did two weeks ago? Um, I don't think there's anyone that concerns me maybe more. I mean, there are teams that concern me less, like in Nebraska, unless they go on a run with an interim head coach, which you know I guess you've seen before in college football. Um, things have gone pretty much according to plan when you look at the Big Ten East. I think they're undefeated, right? No team uh, on this side of the division has lost. And then the West has looked, you know, a little less than impressive when you look at Wisconsin losing to Washington State and things like that and Iowa, their offense. Um, so I don't think anyone looks harder to me than, than they, you know, that's on Michigan's schedule than I thought coming in. But you know, maybe a couple easier games. I mean, Maryland looks okay. We'll see what they do this weekend. But I, I still kind of remain that I think Maryland's going to put up some points against Michigan. And, uh, you know, that might be a closer game than people think. I don't know what the spread would be on that. So, um, you know, nothing has totally stood out a ton other than, you know, maybe if, if Iowa can't score, you know, then Michigan may go in there and win by a few touchdowns. But things are always weird when you go there. There's a reason why they've lost four or five straight in Iowa City. So that's still going to be a challenge. And, you know, I think Michigan State, this we'll learn a lot about them this weekend. Uh, Penn State, I still think, has some good football in them. So there's some, you know, tougher challenges ahead. We'll see. I, I just, I really wish, like, Michigan State has a gauge game at Washington. I, 
I not at home. I wish this Michigan football team had a road environment out of conference for JJ McCarthy to start in. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, it's this weekend's going to be like deja vu probably all over again. They're forty-seven point favorites. So you wish, but in a couple of weeks they will have that test against a really good Iowa defense that forces turnovers. So we're going to see him in that environment, and you know he, he's doing what he you know what he needs to do against the competition that's in front of him. And then when they play some of those tougher tests, we're going to learn a lot more about JJ McCarthy. I mean, he's unproven, but so is every quarterback until they're put in some of those tough spots. So. We'll see how he responds. I have a feeling he's going to respond pretty well. Um, and if he doesn't, Michigan has one of the better uh, backup quarterbacks in the country, too. Clayton, appreciate the update. Can't wait for that epic battle as big as Ohio State at the Big House last November, UConn, and the Wolverines on Saturday. That's right. Primetime action. Thanks for having me. All right. There's Clayton Safey from the Wolverines.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.